Hey friends, today we've officially reached 50 episodes of Songs My Ex Ruined, and we want to keep going, but we need your help. If you've enjoyed listening to us live, laugh, and love while making fun of all of our guest exes, consider supporting us through our new Patreon. There are four options with lots of goodies and even a chance for folks to come on the show and tell a story of a song that was ruined for them. If you want to get in the fun, build a community, and help us keep our mics on, please head over to patreon.com slash ruined. Thank you very much. He was like, I want to stay with you again. Can I? Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. And I thought about it, and I was like, okay, what the hell? Still, I wasn't seeing anyone at the time or anything. So I was like, oh, why not? So I was like, okay. The most romantic words. Oh, why I know, not? Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Hello, I'm Melissa Locker. And I'm Courtney E. Smith. And you are listening to Songs My Ex Ruined, the show where we talk about songs that have been ruined by our exes. Today, we are joined on the podcast by Allison Wolf, who's a founding member of Bratmobile, which is one of the absolutely most important Riot Girl bands in the entire universe. She's a musical legend who is sticking her tongue out at us right now. <laughs> in addition to being in Bratmobile, she has been in so many other bands that I honestly cannot name them all. There's Cold Hearts, there's Sex Stains, there's... Honey Troop, who I put on MTV2's Subterranean blog way back in the day and had no idea you were in at the time. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I was just a backup dancer singer in that band and the merch <laughs> seller. Nice. Very important job. Also, Deep Lust, which will be important to the story. I was in a band, Deep Lust. Okay. So, <laughs> teaser. Teaser yeah. alert. And Sex Stains, actually. Those two bands both have songs that have to do with this story. Sex Stains is one of the best band names, by the way. <laughs> we we couldn't decide on a band name. I think I put it on Facebook. Hey, someone give us a band name. And all oh, my bandmates were so annoyed that I did that. But that's exactly <laughs> where we ended up choosing our name from. When it was still useful. <laughs> but first, we have something very important to ask you, which is what song has an ex ruined for you? All of them. Perfect. <laughs> End of podcast. Great. Well, it's hard to say because there's two songs that are combined together in this situation. So there is a song called Can Explain by the band Love. Can explain, and then there's a song I Can't Explain by The Who. So it's like the conflation <laughs> so of those. Yeah, it's the conflation of those two songs that someone I hooked up with ruined for me or really annoyed me with. Let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's get into it. What is the yeah. story here? <laughs> oh, I wrote a song about it, by the way. In my band, sucks. of course you did. Wait, what's the name of that song? <laughs> the song is called "Who Song Love Song." By Sex Stains. And so it was it's basically about mansplaining. And that, that's what this story is about. But a long time ago, in the late 90s, I was in a band called Deep Lust. And that was my boy band with Steve Dorr and Tommy Orr. 
And we were like brother sister bands with the makeup. But it was really liberating in a lot of ways to just be in this band with these guys. I mean, I love being in bands with girls, and that's really my choice mostly. But taking this break and being in a boy band, sorry to be so gendered about all this, but my boy band, just because all they did was smoke pot and didn't give a shit what I said or did. And it was very liberating. (laughs) Right. No, we weren't judging each other. Yeah. Except for maybe. Because I do feel like Riot Girl. I mean, as an outsider to it, you're obviously an insider. But as an outsider to it, it did feel a little judgy. Oh, yeah. Thank God we didn't have social media back then. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The receipts would be even worse than they are now. But yeah, I had just come out of Cold Cold Hearts, which is really one of my favorite bands musically. But it it was a difficult breakup and all that. Being in uh, Deep Lust was, yeah very liberating at the time. Yeah. And I wasn't judging until they sold off their equipment and then we couldn't play shows because we didn't have any equipment. <laughs> Did they sell it so they could buy weed? <laughs> well, some sometimes worse than that. <laughs> Something more than weed. That's what well, happens when you let boys be in your band, though. Yeah. Apparently. That's um, the downside. I think one of them sold it for something worse. And then the other one sold it so he could move across the country. It was, yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, we also can't play shows if you're not here. But anyways, years later, and then I was in a band, Sex Stains, moved to LA, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know why, but I'll just say my 40s, best decade of my life, uh, (laughs) partied like an animal, but also did a lot of things. You know, I went back to grad school and I uh, DJed and was in bands and stuff like that. Lots of opportunities out here in LA. I think one time I was just running around partying with some friends like Jessica Espolita, Bart Davenport and some people. And I think I met them at a bar near my house. And then they had a whole crew with them. And there was like this one guy there from Miami, from some band. And I didn't even really talk to him all night. Then we ended up at footsies and then another bar (laughs) dancing. And then we all ended up back at my house, which was crazy because my house is so tiny and pack ratty. I just can't believe I used to actually host people over here. (laughs) But we all sat around crammed in on my couch and chair or whatever. And we were all talking, blah, 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 blah. And then I went into my bedroom because the bathroom's in there to go to the bathroom. And when I came out, this guy from Miami was just standing in my bedroom waiting for me to come out of the bathroom. I was like, oh, sorry, you need to use the bathroom. And he just planted one on me. Wow. Just started making out or something. And I was like, what is going on? And I just was like, what? Whoa, what? And he was like, didn't you see me looking at you? And in the other room. And I was like, no, because it's dark in the other room. And first of all, he had bangs that covered his eyes. So I was like, no, because your hair covers your eyes. Yeah. It's like cousin it being all like, what? You didn't notice me looking at you? And you're like, no, cousin it, I didn't. (laughs) I was out as soon as you said Miami. I was like, no. Hey, it's better than the rest of Florida. Sorry, Aunt Carol, I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) She lives in uh, New Smyrna Beach. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, so this was probably like 2015 or 16. I don't know, something like that. And so I was like, whoa, okay. And then I just was like, oh, let's go back in the other room. And then we went back in there (laughs) hanging out. And then after not too long, it was probably super late. So I think Bart or someone was like, hey, I got to take everyone home. Let's go. And so everyone's getting up to go and he's the only one who doesn't leave. So he's like standing right inside my door. He's like, can I stay? And I was like, what? Bold move. I know. (laughs) And I was like, now 
I will just say he's pretty easy on the eyes. So I thought about it. And then there was some other guy who was down from San Francisco and who also was standing behind him going, kind of going like, you know, like motioning. Allison, do you want me to bounce this guy out of here or what? So they have my back. But I just was like, huh? And he's like, I want to stay. And I was like, oh. And then the other guy was like, come on, let's just go. And then finally he goes, Allison, do you want this guy to stay or not? We got to go. <laughs> and I was like, thought about it. I was like, you know what? I haven't made out with anyone in a while. Why not? He's cute. Aww. So I was like, but I literally had only spoken a few words with him ever. So I was like, I didn't wow. even know his name. I still don't think I even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic. So I was sort of like, Ugh what the hell? Okay. And the guy was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, okay, bye. So I let the other guy stay, (laughs) whatever. And okay, so whatever, we're in there making out, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And whatever, I don't know. I think we ended up getting so stoned that, oh, this is so horrible to admit. But I think when we were (laughs) like hooking up, I was like, in my mind, I thought, I had a weird stoned hallucination because I'd never smoke pot or anything. So I was like, oh my God, is he underage? And I started thinking, <gasps> oh no. <laughs> so and I thought, oh my God, the cops are going to come get me right now. I would just like to say he was not. He was at least for sure in his 20s. Actually, I found out later, I think late 20s even. But <laughs> that's good. Anyway, PD doesn't want to come knocking down your door. Yeah. But this is just telling you where your mind goes when you're paranoid, when you're stoned. Okay, probably not good places. The truth comes out. So anyways, whatever. He just left in the morning. That's that. And then later, my friends are like, what happened? And one of my friends is like, what? Some guy stayed at your house. What's his name? I was like, I don't know. And then she's like, what band is he in? I don't know. But I think I figured it out eventually. But wait, we haven't gotten to the song yet. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm such a long-winded <laughs> storyteller. The real thing didn't happen till the next time I hooked up with this guy. Uh, so I didn't think there'd be a next time. But then probably just, I don't know, a year Wait, later. Did you so. know his name by then? I don't think so. <laughs> no. And so anyways, I was asked to DJ some kind of like festival at this odd venue in Silver Lake. It was an all-day thing, super like DIY fest. And I saw that guy there and I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I'm playing. We're playing. My band is. And I was like, oh, so that's how I remembered his band's name. And then (laughs) I figured it out. And then his name, I guess. So I was like, did you like retreat to a corner and Google it real quick? Band members of. (laughs) I probably looked at the flyer or something. I have for um... sure done that, by the way. (laughs) So then, whatever. It was grueling. I had to DJ for like 10 hours or something crazy like that. You're in between the bands, but still. We were talking for a while. It was good to catch up. You know, we actually got to talk this time. So we were talking and stuff. And then at the end of our combo, he was like, well, what are you doing after? He's like, I want to stay with you again. Can I? Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I thought about it. And I was like, okay, what the hell? Still, I wasn't seeing anyone at the time or anything. So I was like, oh, why not? So I was like, okay. The most romantic words. Oh, I know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. Oh my God. Sometimes I think the problem is I've even gotten worse like that, where I'm just like, ugh, whatever. No, I'm I'm trying to turn that around. This is my New Year's resolution to care about things. (laughs) (laughs) 
seems very achievable. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I'm trying. So then he gives me his phone number and then I'm texting him at the end. Hey, I'm packing up my records. I want to get out of here within half an hour. Okay. And then nothing. Don't see him. Don't hear from him. And then I'm like loading my stuff in the car. Text him again. Hey, just so you know, I'm loading my stuff up. I'm about to leave. No biggie, but you know, just saying. No response. I started my car, put it in drive out front. And all of a sudden, this guy's banging on my window. Hey, hey, where are you going? And I was like, home? (laughs) I don't know. And he was just like, wait. I want to go. Can I come with you? And I was like, yeah, but I texted you. You didn't answer. So whatever. He's like, oh, sorry. Jumps in. Okay. So we go back to my house. The craziest thing is when we're back in my house making out, I kid you not, he used all the exact same lines on me from the last time. Verbatim. (laughs) Okay. You know, they work, so why why fix it if it ain't broke? He had a script. He was going to follow it. Yeah, and it was so weird. And I just thought, oh, my God. It was kind of a turnoff, to be quite honest. But I was like, okay, just pretend you're into this, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pretend very well. I've pretended to be into making out with guys a lot, just for the record. So <laughs> Yeah, well, we probably all have. If you're hearing this and you wonder if it's you, it is. I'm sure we all have. Stay tuned. We're just taking a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to Songs My Ex Ruined. So at some point we are just in bed talking and I'm had... I just have these, I have my ex-boyfriend's grandma's six player CD component on my stereo that's half broken. But anyways, so I always have the same CDs in it. So the raincoat CD is in there. And at some point that Lola song comes on, the, the cover they do. And he goes, wow, what? there's this girl band like doing the kink song. What? And I was like, huh? See, because in my world, it's such a thing, yeah. right? That Them doing that song. So I was just like, huh? But I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to shame anyone. I just explained what it was, you know, it was like, that's cool. So I don't do that. Like, I'm going to school you, dude, in a mean way or, oh, you don't know kind of way. So anyway, so then we're sitting around talking about music and he's like, who are your favorite bands? And I hate it when people uh-huh. ask that. Worst question. Because, right? It's so big. And especially the older you get, the more you're like, I don't know. It depends. There's nothing that's just that. And it depends on your mood, the day, whatever. So I was like, I don't know. That's a really hard one to answer. And he was like, oh, well, what? That's easy for me. I was like, oh, it is? Who? And he's like, the Rolling Stones. No. Harry ne- I, I know, stop. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's very typical. Okay, fine. But the Stones. And then Harry Nielsen, which sure. I guess people like, I'm just going to call them. I'm going to call bluff on that. No. I, I don't know. I just think that, <laughs> yeah. I think that shit is cheesy. But whatever, to each his, his own, her own. And then he said, love. I thought, oh. And you guys know Love was the psych rock band from L.A., I believe, from the 60s, whatever, Arthur Lee, all that awesome. Okay, so 
I was like, oh, trying to bond with this young guy <laughs> so on music because I wasn't going to talk about the Stones or Harry Nielsen. So I said, I was in a band and we needed a cover of a love song. Can't explain. And he was like, that's a Who song. And I, and I realized that like this love song isn't like their greatest hit or whatever. So yeah. I was like, oh no, I don't mean the Who song. There's a love song with the same name or similar. And I want to say it's like the love song is actually called Can't Explain and the Who song is called I Can't Explain. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to explain it to him and he just kept insisting that it was a Who song. So I even was like, no, the love song, you know, it goes, can't explain nothing, seems to go right. And then he was like, no, that's a Who song. And I said, no, I don't mean the dun, 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 dun. Got a feeling inside and I can't explain. <laughs> a certain kind and I can't explain. I don't mean that one. And he's, oh my God, he just wouldn't let go of that. And I'm like, oh my God, I am sitting in bed after just having slept with this guy who's mansplaining music to me and he's like half my age. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so look, I am not as kind and generous as you. And if a guy told me that those are the three first artists he names as his favorite, I would have been like, wow, so you really Randall Poster who soundtracks all of Wes Anderson's films and you're probably into the Abco Records stuff. Cool. That's nice. When you say love is one of your favorite bands, do you mean you heard it on the Wes Anderson film and the only song is that one? <laughs> Name two love songs. Oh my God, I love it. But I feel like I can't do it because coming up in music as a girl, yeah. feeling kind of late model anyways, like guys were always talking to us like that about music. You don't exactly. know this. Like one time we exactly. walked into an apartment, this, who's this? Black Flag. And I was like, ah, Black Flag, Schmack Flag, fuck you. you know? <laughs> so it's really, I don't want to turn that around on anyone, even if they're explaining to me. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> Look, I applaud your niceness and I think it's lovely. I'm a horrible human being and I totally would have read him for Phil for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh feel God. like it's also like that list of bands is so curated. That is how to tell you I'm cool without telling you I'm cool. Like this is like perfectly curated to make people realize that I have eclectic, interesting musical taste. That and are all like, men. <laughs> yeah. You're just, simmer down, buddy. <laughs> It's so funny. So here's the way I do things. It's always do as I say and not as I do. Of course, I didn't really react the right way at the right time, but I did write a song about it. That is the move. <laughs> totally. So the song that I ended up writing was the band I was in at the time, Sex Stains, Who Song Love Song. So it goes like, oh no, did you just tell me that's a Who Song can't explain? When I was singing you a love song, why two boys always got to tell us what is what? I want is you to listen up and shut it up to you. The perfect response. <laughs> yeah. And then Ma Mecca, the other singer, was also had all this stuff. And we just did a lot of, ooh, ah, really? Oh, wow. You're so smart. So lots of that in the song, too. This is a problem with men not just restricted to conversations about music. Like I had this conversation with my ex-boyfriend where every time I would say something, if he didn't know for sure that it was true, he would be like, OK, hold on. I'm just going to Google it. And I was like, <sighs> hey, 
after he did that several times, it's like, hey, do you do that when men tell you things? Do you like when you're hanging out with your guy friends, do you pull out your phone to check and see if what they just said is true? And he was oh. like, oh, 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 that would drive me bananas. That is nuts. Like, Why don't we just assume I know what I'm talking about? Thanks. Yeah, it's like you're not Trump or something where you have to do the real time fact check. Come on. <laughs> that's so rude but wow that's really interesting seriously the funny thing too was like the next morning when I don't know if I think I was going to drive him to wherever he had to go to meet his friends or whatever but he took a shower I remember that and I was like you know what I'm gonna fucking text him the link to this song like from YouTube or something so I did so I got it nice text it to him so I was like so he fucking knows And I think I texted him one of each, the love song and then the who song. And his phone was sitting right there. I'm not someone who goes through people's phones, but I was face up right on my nightstand table or whatever. So I just looked. There was no nothing, no ding. (gasps) He fake numbered you? He gave me (gasps) the wrong number. Yeah. That's why he didn't know when I was leaving. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you believe it? That what a footnote. (laughs) That is a twist. That is the twist I did not expect in this story. And that's why you deleted his number because it was useless yeah. anyway. <gasps> yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I hope you just kicked him out of your shower in a towel on the street. And you're like, I didn't ask him about it. Yeah. He, I, he just was like, mm. <laughs> an eloquent, eloquent response. as always. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like mansplaining music goes, I feel like I'm in between the two of you where. I just feel like I don't have the energy necessarily to argue with them. Well, I'll just be like, okay, if you really want to believe those are the same songs or if that's a Who song or if you really believe Harry Nelson is the greatest or the Stones are the final boss of music, go ahead. Just have fun. (laughs) Or honestly, to turn the tables, you're just like, shh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so horrible to say. But it's like, you're cute. Just shut up. No, that's yeah. not nice. Anyways, whatever. But how often has that happened to us? Allison, you've been back in the news quite a bit lately because Bratmobile is having your first New York reunion show in how many April? years? 10 years? 20 years? 20 ish. Or I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm excited because last summer we did Mosswood Meltdown, which was really awesome. And I, I love them. And I was so sad to miss it. But I was like coming back from somewhere like that day. And I just could not figure out how to get to San Francisco. Yeah. And that was so awesome. And I'm going to DJ there. I usually DJ there. So that's cool. I'm going to DJ this summer at Mosswood. And and then we also did a kind of secret show in L.A. as a warm up show. We needed it. And that was real fun. So now we have Brooklyn. So that's exciting. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. But I'm nervous too. But then I heard, so we're playing at Warsaw. But I heard that they serve pierogies or something. I'm real excited. They do. The they pierogies do. there are incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. all I want. Okay. Hey, if our booking agent, Mamut, is listening, <laughs> make sure I get those pierogies. Okay. <laughs> They're delicious. And if not, honestly, you can just walk down the street and there's four other Polish restaurants sure. that you can get your pierogies. Also, Downtown Boys will be playing with us. I love them. This show at Warsaw is just the best lineup. 
Oh, good. I'm glad you think so. I know. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to hear Downtown Boys and just hear them stick it to the man big time. That's what we need right now. And then also, and they're just so great. And Come Girl 8, who are yep. just, you know, fun. And that'll be great. If um, fans want to get tickets to your show in Brooklyn, how do they do that? How do they do it? I know that I don't know. <laughs> well, Google. I know that we have. <laughs> we'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, I'll give you some links or something. But Brooklyn Vegan has it. We had a pre-sale, and then Warsaw, I think, probably has its own pre-sale. But again, it probably won't be pre-sale by then. But whatever, <laughs> you can get them. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how that happens. I just, I only go to shows where I'm on the list, guys. I'm a cheapskate. (laughs) Keep that energy. That is the bad bitch energy. Yeah, that is one of the things about working in the music industry for a while is that does become a real thing. We're like, but do I have to pay for a ticket? Do I have to get in line for a ticket? Do I have to like get online and purchase tickets? It's confusing. Also, if I have to get into a line to get into this show, no. (sighs) I know. know. This is going to be hard because pretty much all of us in the band or most of us have lived in New York or whatever. It's going to be a hard one. But yeah. Hey, I'll be there because I can get in free because I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully get some (laughs) pierogies. Yeah, we'll see. I can't even tell you, though. They might not even let me in. This has happened to me before at shows where you have to beg your way in and really try to convince them that you're in the band and that you're playing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, for real. (laughs) They often are just like, who are you? The doors aren't open yet. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm playing. (laughs) They don't believe you even when you're like, we're headlining even. Jeez. Okay. (laughs) Well, girls don't play music. Jeez, what are you thinking? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Whose girlfriend are you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whose coat are you carrying? Oh, by the way, Alice Bag and I are going to be giving guided tours of the Punk Museum in Vegas. Oh, amazing. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. It's the first weekend of March. We'll be doing that. So if anyone's interested or in Vegas or around Vegas, we'll be doing that. And it's cool. I'm excited. Alice has done it before. She invited me to be part of it this time. Sounds awesome. I would yeah. do that. Who doesn't want to be guided around punk rock history by Allison Wolf and Alice Bag. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nervous. I have a bad memory, so we'll see how good I do. Okay, but, you can just make facts up. It doesn't have to be accurate. It's Allison yeah. Wolf's version of punk rock history. That's you're going to have to give us an update on what you think about the museum and how that I'm so interested in how that goes, what it's like for you, because it seemed very hit or miss. I heard there's one Riot Girl item on the wall, like a picture of Kathleen or something. I might be wrong, but we're going to be adding to it. I think we're going to be photocopying our own stuff and taping it to Good. Also, you should. Yeah. And wait, just going back to like Riot Girl history, I totally forgot about this. Did you tell me that you lent the movie Moxie? It was like that Netflix movie with Amy Poehler as a mom. Did you lend them a bunch of Riot Girl stuff? For their movie? They did contact me through our licensing placement, Terrorbird, anyways, people. And yeah, I licensed for very cheap, whatever. It's a few things, a few items, yeah, that they sent back to me. But yeah, it's first of all, I can hardly find my original old school, early 90s stuff. Lord knows. If you could just look at my apartment, you'd know why. But it's rare that I can even find it. But then when I do, okay, I can loan it out, but there's no way I'm going to give it to 
anyone actually permanently. So that's probably part of the problem. And that might be part of the problem with punk is the ephemera was such a big part of DIY. And a lot of times you just don't want to give it up unless you have extras, but I don't know where the extras are. Yeah. Cause even like my zines and stuff that I was collecting back then, like they, they're made on like shitty Kinko's copy paper. They're stapled together. This is not made archival quality material made to last for generations. It's like I have cool zines and they are falling apart already and putting them in a museum. Probably, I guess it would help save them, but no one wants them. They're in pieces. Believe me, I appreciate the work of archivists and I can't do it. And clearly I haven't done a great job with my stuff on that. But I... Sometimes I'm just like with the zines and stuff, they were made out of kind of urgency, right? It was like meant to like, quick, throw it together. Scene report. This is what's happening this month or whatever. And then it just gets dated really quickly. And it wasn't really meant to, certainly was not meant to go in a museum. (laughs) And we never took ourselves that seriously. Now, there are some fanzines and stuff with really good writers, really incredible thinkers that will stand the test of time like the whole fifth column crew in Toronto who made like, what was it? Double Bill fanzine and JDs and all this stuff. Those things are awesome. And uh, I would say maybe don't think of it that way because like most of the classical items in museums are just ephemera of everyday life, really. Like what you're talking about is maybe they're not meant to be studied academically as papers. That's totally fair. But it's, Museums do capture just like a slice of what life was like. And it seems exotic to us because it's so far away often in terms of time because it was in your lifetime. Like you are a cognizant, totally functioning adult whenever you did this stuff. So it feels like maybe that doesn't deserve or shouldn't be thought of as museum quality. But cuneiform tablets are like shopping lists and they're really just there for the people that didn't live then and don't to just capture how we as humans functioned and communicated at one time. So I don't think, don't drag them down. Don't drag that work down just because it feels <laughs> transient to you. Maybe I'm just embarrassed by it. I don't want to be held to whatever stupid stuff <laughs> I was saying. At that That's time. totally fair. <laughs> because didn't the NYU get a whole Riot Girl collection at the Fail Library now? Yeah. and that, But that was curated by Lisa Darms, who's really amazing person who was in the note, but she's friends with all of us. She got it super articulate, everything. So she just really, she did a pretty amazing thing with that. And I think people trusted her. So they gave their stuff to her. I would have given her more stuff, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I actually end up sending some really smelly, ripped up, ugly old clothes. <laughs> Perfect. Like a ripped up slip that had lipstick on it and shit that I used to wear at shows. I don't know. Amazing. <laughs> and my stripper heels. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> stuff that I'm sure they really wanted. I have no idea if they kept it because I didn't send it the proper way even. I think I sent it anonymously with no nothing. <laughs> Oh, so damn, dumb. Allison. <laughs> I told them I sent it, but I didn't say. I, it, yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> you just <laughs> dropped your, sh- your stripper heels in a mailbox and were like, Dude, Hey, Riot Calvin Girls. Klein. They were Calvin Klein. Meanwhile, if oh. any scholars would like a transcript of this conversation, <laughs> send a self-addressed stamped envelope too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. As we hit our milestone of 50, thank you for sharing a little bit of Riot Girl history and your history with us. And we are so excited that you were able to come. Oh, thanks for having me. Love you, Bess. Yeah. This was the best. Peace. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. You got mansplained too. It'll probably happen again. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'd like to say that's over now, but it's yeah. not. Past, present, future. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But at least none of our listeners will ever mix up the Who song and the love song ever again. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Songs My Ex Ruined. If you're enjoying the podcast, give us a reviewer rating on your favorite app and it will really help. And hey, subscribe to get new episodes as soon as they drop. Songs My Ex Ruined is a production of Nevermind Media. Executive producers are Melissa Locker and Courtney E. Smith. Produced and edited by Stephanie Aguilar. Sound design and theme song by Madeline McCormick. Artwork by Sophie Locker. Additional production support from Casey, Steve, Archer, Bimo, Newton, and all the other good dogs and cats out there. Mm-hmm.